Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. With over 20 years in healthcare, Dr. Gray is a doctor of oriental medicine and holistic physician fusing Eastern and Western healing. Dr. Gray is on staff at Jupiter Medical Center and in private practice with an office in Jupiter, Florida, where he resides. Dr. Gray enjoys being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Baden-Baden, Germany, and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and Biarritz, France. He is co author of several books on food therapy and the founder of the annual Star Summit Talks at the Norton Museum of Art in Palm Beach, Florida. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. We have Dave Lawrence, uh, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Cultural Council for Palm Beach County on with us today. Thank you, Mr. Lawrence, for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, we met uh, a few weeks ago, and I wanted to uh, just do a nice show that would um, talk about the healing benefits of the cultural council to our communities, to us. Uh, and obviously this is larger than just Palm Beach County because when you talk about culture, when you talk about society, when you talk about, uh, you know, arts, sciences, history, community, this is a, this is a global thing. And, and sometimes we don't really appreciate how important it is for us going forward and, and for today, um, forget going forward. <laughs> if we don't take care of today, there is no forward. Um, and, and what you're doing there and have been doing for, for some time uh, in, in Fort Palm Beach County has been really tremendous. I think uh, making all of this available to the public is key. And to keep the talent rolling, to keep exposure um, and, and options open for people with talent is, is also a beautiful thing. Um, so tell us a little bit about the mandate of the Cultural Council of Palm Beach County, please. Uh, well, thank you for those that kind introduction. I really appreciate it. The Cultural Council for Palm Beach County is a local arts service agency. So what that means is um, everything that we do is designed to lift up and support uh, cultural organizations and also creative professionals, those artists that are trying to make a go of it and sell their work or perform. Um, and we want to keep them working uh, here in Palm Beach County and creating great art for our residents and visitors alike. So we do a lot of work in grant making. Um, our uh, sister agencies through the Tourist Development Council, um, we do uh, we reallocate funding to the cultural organizations for marketing grants. Um, we do a lot of uh, gallery exhibition programs at our headquarters here in Lake Worth Beach. Um, we do arts education programs, both in conjunction with the school district, but also then programs with other cultural organizations, both at their institutions and here in Lake Worth at, at our headquarters. Um, we do a lot of advocacy work on behalf of the cultural sector, both uh, here in the county, statewide, and then also federally, to make sure that we're sharing the good news about arts and culture. Um, and when I talk about culture, we're really inclusive um, in that concept here. So as you mentioned, it is um, traditional arts organizations uh, that you would think of, like the Norton Museum of Art um, or the Kravis Center uh, or Palm Beach Drama Works, those sort of organizations. But it's also science institutions like Loggerhead Marine Life Center, the South Florida Science Center, the Palm Beach Zoo, um, and also history organizations like the Flagler Museum. Um, and uh, and the historical societies throughout throughout the county. So it's a very wide umbrella. Um, and really, what we're doing is making sure that we're building and sustaining this community, so that we can 
bring great art and great programs to all of our residents and visitors. My, you know, my listeners are familiar, very familiar with the Norton um, Museum of Art, as well as the Loggerhead Marine Life Center, um, and, and some of the other, you know, names that you've, you've mentioned, but those two in particular, because they've been on this show, um, we've drawn lines to the importance of, of you know, their health con- contributions to our community and, and how it works with um, even, you know, with loggerhead and biotech and <laughs> all of these things that people just um, didn't think of before. And uh, we were able to sort of draw those lines. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering how the Cultural Council of Palm Beach County works with the, the Loggerhead Marine Life Center, if you can expound on that. Sure. So we fund them every year through our uh, grant program that is um, brought to us by the Tourist Development Council. So we are uh, reallocating those bed tax dollars and we provide a grant to Loggerhead um, to further their marketing. Um, We also work with them on a number of programs to just help get the word out about everything that they're doing. We involve them in our education programs and all of that. So we work closely with, uh, with the Loggerhead team and education initiatives, marketing initiatives, and other things to make sure that people know about the great work that's happening there at Loggerhead. Okay. And then how is the, how did the, does the Palm Beach Cultural Council, how do they get funded? How do you guys get funded? Um, so in addition to the money that we receive from the Tourist Development Council, um, we rely on contributions from the public through our membership program, um, and then we do a lot of grant writing and um, that sort of thing. So it's a combination of um, uh, money that we receive from the county that we reallocate back to the cultural organizations, but then for our other things like our gallery exhibition programs and all our artist services and all of those things, we have to raise funds privately in order to um, to make that that work happen. Okay, uh, tell me a little bit about that. So, so you're you have to raise funds privately. So, give us some examples of how that's happening and and how others can take part in that. Sure. Well, one of the programs that we launched in 2020 that I'm really proud of is uh, a fellowship program called the Artist Innovation Fellowship. Um, the first year, we awarded five $7,500 grants to uh, professional artists here in Palm Beach County with the sole purpose of career enhancement um, and celebrating creativity and innovation. So whatever it was that these artists, and when I say artists, I mean in any artistic discipline, um, for them to be able to, to sort of take their career into the, into the next realm. So uh, we awarded three visual artists, a dancer, choreographer, and also a, a musician through the first round. Um, and we wrote a grant to the Chlorophyne Foundation in order to make that program happen. So that's how a lot of our work happens is we conceive of a program or something that we want to do, and we go out and raise those funds either through individual contributions and major gifts from uh, very generous folks um, both on our board and, and uh, throughout Palm Beach County, um, or we do write a lot of grants too in order to bring in funds to to make those programs happen. What did you see when you when you witness? Uh, you know, I mean, we had a nice conversation which contained some emotional connection to some of these pieces and all that. But if you can go from your viewing uh, since you've been working in this position of some of these uh, artistic performances and um, visual arts and what, what has stood out to you and what connects you to them as a person who can be at sometimes not jaded, maybe the wrong word, but, you know, complacent maybe you just see so much you know you're always vetting you're always viewing um what stands out to you at this point 
Well, you know, I, I think uh, I get asked the question, why did you get into this kind of work? Uh, I've been working in um, nonprofit arts administration for 33 years now and, and in the local arts service agency movement for 25 years. Um, and one of the things that, that really um, gives me great hope and recharges me personally is to be able to step back and see um, those individual connections between artists and um, artwork and the public take place. Um, I remember very distinctly an exhibition um, that we put together. Um, this is in a, a previous role. Um, it was a visual art exhibition for the blind. Um, and I know that sounds contradictory, um, but all of the didactic information, the, the information about the pieces was all in Braille, but all of the pieces themselves were designed to be touched. They all had mm. um, tactile elements to them. And I stood off to the side that gallery that night and watched people come in who never would have the opportunity to be in there, watch them touch the artwork and their face light up. And it was that connection between artwork and the artist and this person, and I was able to witness a connection um, and see somebody moved by a work of art. Um, and that, that process repeats itself over and over again. Um, I'm very lucky to, to, to have those opportunities to make those connections. And, you know, I, I'm in awe of those with so much talent that they, you know, have to do what they do in order to breathe, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, to be able to stand back, to create environments, to, to, um, to create the scenarios in which these um, sort of other dimension connections are happening is truly the rewarding part of my work. Yeah. And it's not so much having to do it um, to breathe that's is important is also the recognition that can be provided through public offerings such as this. I mean, you know, I, I, I get the wanting to create and, and I'm an artist in that sense. That's one thing that I have, um, I don't know if the word is owned within myself for myself, a place that I keep to myself in a way that, you know, mm -hmm. that's going to be the place that I go to that, has nothing to do with anyone else, right? That's right. that's my place of freedom to express myself, and very different than you know healing. You're doing it for others. There's some boundaries. There's some parameters. There's all that, but creating can be very uh, a place of freedom, and and to have a place uh, that you provide for artists such as myself, but even more so, more and I would say. Um, more dedicated than myself because it's 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 not something that I've dedicated my life to solely because I have other you know requirements in my life. But um, mm -hmm. there are people that, like you said, full time they have to do this. But you're giving them a place to be recognized, and recognition is key to to feel um, to feel appreciated, to feel like you're doing something that you, that uh, other people want you to continue doing. <laughs> so um, I guess that's why sometimes there's there's a rewards and, um, and all of these things that allow people to feel appreciated and are essential. Um, right. You know, a, a quote that sort of guides me, and I'm going to mess this up, but it was um, uh, the dancer Isidore Duncan said, if I could tell you how I feel, I wouldn't have to dance. Um, and that that to me has has motivated me to say you know that that the it, it's not just about recognition for the artist it's not just about completing a work it's about the process it's about 
um, that artistic expression that is so key to many of them in order to, um, you know, feel validated as a person, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of a lot of the work that uh, that um, my staff and I do here is to sort of get out of the way of that process and allow mm-hmm. that to happen and find ways to celebrate that. Beautiful. Now, you know, one thing that uh, piqued my interest that you mentioned, and, and that is part of your mandate, is the sciences. Now, you know, we're still in an age, you know, we're at 2021, I feel that uh, the Western culture um, that I live in here in America and, you know, most of Europe, I think, you know, we're still behind in the way that we view science and the arts. Um, you know, it, it doesn't feed both ways a lot of the times. So while artists can be fed by science, scientists don't not allow themselves in most cases to be fed by the arts. Um, how is that bridge being created? How, is, how do you see the sciences fall under, you know, the, the cultural council's uh, job, mandate, um, and mission? Well, I think there's a practical and sort of a, a more um, esoteric reason. The, the practical reason is that these institutions also bring in tourists uh, and also contribute to the quality of life in here in Palm Beach County. Um, so that is, you know, we want to make sure that we are promoting and supporting these institutions that are helping keeping the economic engine that is tourism in Palm Beach County happening. Um, the more esoteric reason, I think, is as I look at, at, what, at what value the arts bring, um, it's innovation, it's creativity, right? And, and those are very, very key concepts in the sciences as well. So how can the arts play a role in helping scientists be creative and innovative in their work? Um, and I think it, there is a symbiotic relationship between those two. Um, and, you know, it, it might be using different sides of the brain, um, but I think that um, it's, it's another way for people to maybe solve a problem. That's really what I look at artists are, is creative problem solvers. Um, and, and so I think the sciences fit very nicely into that. So um, we try to support those institutions and their work they're doing uh, just as much as we can. Hmm. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, looking at history, in that aspect of the Cultural Council. Um, you know, it's, it's become very clear that human beings collectively have short-term memory loss and long-term memory loss. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, I, I experience over and over again as I, you know, get feedback from patients. I try to stay away from the news at this point. I, I do listen to NPR a little bit, but I, I, everything is, I think once it became 24-hour media, there became sort of this requirement to just um, create this ongoing horror show or scary movie and because um, that's what sells. But overall, journalism, you know, and, and history uh, it's hard to find that. It's even hard to find hit proper history in schools. So it's left up to organizations such as yourselves to offer history as part of the arts, but also as part of uh, our human nature to repeat our mistakes if we don't even remember that they existed in the first place. So how does that connection go? How, do, how have you seen that play into um, the Cultural Council, its mandate and the arts and uh, exhibitions and so forth? Well, similarly to the science institutions, um, we support those 
um, historical organizations through our grant programs and through our other um, sort of uh, organizational support programs so that they can flourish and do the work that they're doing. Um, so if there are opportunities for us to promote, um, to create collaborations, um, to highlight and make more visible the work that they're doing, that's, that's really how we engage. Um, I think when we're looking at, at um, issues of, um, you know, historical reference in terms of artist work and all of that, there's a lot of that that happens in our galleries. And, and again, we um, allow our curators to, to work with the artists to create those themes um, for exhibitions um, and create that dialogue with our audiences. One of the ones that was um, probably most striking that unfortunately not a lot of people got to see recently because of the COVID pandemic um, was a, an exhibition called How Do We Move Forward? Um, we brought in uh, African-American curators, uh, Anthony and Trina Slade-Burks, um, and they found five uh, black artists, visual artists, and found five black spoken word or poets uh, to create artworks together that were um, uh, responding to and reacting to all of the events that have, that happened last summer with the murder of George Floyd and and uh, the issues of uh, systemic racism in America and, and social injustice. And so it was this wonderful dialogue between artists um, that happened on the walls and, and in the spaces of our building. Um, and, and so this was an opportunity where the curators were sort of helping us not forget some of those past um, uh, uh, learnings um, and create the space to, to allow artists to, to um, respond uh, in, in terms of what's going on right now. So that's one of the powerful ways that, that um, history and the arts can, can sort of come together and, and help inform, help us grieve, help us celebrate, um, you know, uh, and, and learn uh, through the arts. Do you, do you offer recordings of this for people who are not able to uh, join in person or maybe are listening to this show and then want to say, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I missed that. How do I, you know, go ahead and view that now? Um, there is some information. Some of our exhibitions through the um, through COVID were uh, sort of presented virtually, so we do have some of that information on our website, which is palmbeachculture.com. Um, so folks can can find uh, those gallery exhibitions and and some of our virtual tours that we did um, uh, on our website. So. Very good. Um, you know, the term healing arts is, is out there and, you know, uh, uh, people think when you use it together, they view maybe someone showing up in the hospital and um, painting with a patient or, you know, uh, maybe uh, going to an elderly home and painting with the elderly or something like that. But, you know, I, I think healing, all, all arts can be healing because the moment you sit in front of an opera uh, and, and, you, and it touches your soul and lifts you up and, and you know, uh, helps you to connect in a way that maybe you haven't connected um, or, or see a dance performance and, and, you know, inside you feel yourself uplifted and, um, and moved by the, even the subject and the movements of, of the dance, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, this, this can be healing as well. Or you view a painting, you know, uh, two-dimensional, right. uh, uh, you know, presentation of something that really will rise up and, and, and fill you. Um, and even in your memory, you'll, you'll reflect on that uh, painting from time and time again from the lesson that you learned or the, or the visual and how it made you feel. Um, however, 
you know, I, I through grants, through Center for Creative Education, something I did before I was able to go and specifically work with the healing arts uh, or in terms of autism, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's. So, uh, you know, the, the next question is, is how is the Palm Beach Cultural Council uh, and some of your exhibits and some of your work touching specifically in the health um, sector and then separately or deep, more, uh, more deep, I would say, mental health? Because at the root of all of those um, different diagnoses was uh, helping with the mental health of the patient. Um, because once you create a, once I created, for instance, a time where I would bring in homeschoolers and, um, you know, which were teenagers or younger children, put them with older, you know, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, play music that was more akin to them and allow them to paint uh, maybe parts of their history, their memories all of a sudden came back because there was an association of music, young kids, they were then teaching and sharing stories. And for that time and space, they were clear and they were present. Um, but in the end of it, what I looked at is I was helping with their mental health. So we have all sorts of issues in our society right now where there's just not enough help mentally. And, you know, we think of, oh, mental health, just just give them something to make them forget, but, <laughs> you know, or to put them to sleep. But right. so much of the arts can really be healing to us and it's becoming more prevalent and it's becoming uh, hopefully more used. Um, so I don't know how that's how you've seen that sort of. Right. Well, I, I can give you a few examples. Um, I, I think one of the things that the arts do, and arts capital A, meaning all disciplines, you know, as we've talked about painting and sculpture and music and theater and all of the and dance and all of the all of the arts. One of the great things about the arts is they bring us together in times of mourning and in times of joy. I remember very distinctly um, right after the horrific events of 9-11, one of the first things that our members of Congress did is they all came out on the steps of the Capitol and they sang together. And that was one of the first things that happened there. They just all came out and they sang. They used the arts in order to share grief and solidarity and um, and and there are hundreds and hundreds of examples like that. I think that there are a number of institutions here in Palm Beach County that have phenomenal programs that are dealing with various health issues or, or mental health issues through the arts. There's a great program, uh, and I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's um, working with veterans with PTSD in the, at the Armory Arts Center. So they have a very specific program where they are working with um, veterans on art projects um, that are, are healing and restorative, uh, and, and this program continues. They also have a program where they're working uh, with victims of human trafficking. So um, that's, that's just one example here. In another part of my life, um, I created a fellowship called the Transformational Impact Fellowship, where we awarded uh, two $100,000 grants to artists. And one of the artists worked with uh, Parkinson's and um, MS patients, at a hospital and created technology whereby um, very simple eye movements, um, they were creating digital works of art. Um, and so these patients who were losing physical control were able to gain that then through this technology and through this art making. Um, and then these works of art, when they were finished, um, were projected on the side of the hospital and shared in the, in the hospital quarters and all of that. So. The arts can have a tremendous impact 
um, in uh, healing and therapy programs. Um, and, you know, that, that happens uh, all the time in many different uh, instances. Um, it's a very specialized field, um, but it is very, very important and an important component of, of what's happening now more than ever, right? I mean, with COVID-19 and, and all of the issues that we've seen, especially with mental health issues um, and, and people being isolated and shut off from others and the fear, um, you know, now is the time where the arts can really help um, create opportunities to grieve and to come together and, and to sort of process the, the horror that we've been through this past 15 to 18 months. Mm. Well, yeah, that's uh, well said and, and uh, touches, touches, it's touching. <laughs> and it's important that you're doing what you're doing and, and that all the artists uh, come together and, and continue to inspire, create, share, and um, be a part of everything that's going on because, yes, we, we are part of that healing force. And I thank you so much for um, being at the helm of this, for taking the time today to share with us the important work happening over there at the Cultural Council and for us on our behalf. And if uh, there are listeners that want to um, contact the Palm Beach, uh, the Cultural Council of the Palm Beaches, can you give us that uh, website again? Sure. It's palmbeachculture.com. Easy. And uh, if you've missed any portion of this wonderful show, uh, it's available via all podcast formats. Thank you so much for joining us and listening in and supporting the Cultural Council of the Palm Beaches. This has been another Maximum Health Quality Living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. See you next time.